Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Today, the president encouraged Americans not to buy Goodyear tires, suggesting that they had a ban on MAGA hats. But it appears that their policy is just a ban on political speech. It's pretty common for most companies. So why is the president retaliating against a private company for their dress code and potentially jeopardizing American jobs? So Goodyear needs to come out and clarify their policy. There was I, an I, I am dumbfounded by this, Bill. How, how is it that Bill Clinton has not been canceled? by the Democratic How has he A very good question. One of the um, Hall of Famers of Me Too, Bill Clinton, one of the original offenders. And you can say that they all cancel each other out and this and that, but Bill Clinton was brazen. I mean, right in the Oval Office. I mean, that was his, like, uh, you know, octagon for... for, sexual liaisons consensual or, or not so that was the cnn panel it's a good panel actually this guy i can't believe they let him get on and, and ask the question i'm sure anderson cooper was not comfortable uh you know spending that much time on it but that was last night bill clinton spoke at the democratic convention scott jennings of kentucky had asked the question and uh he's a consultant he's a consultant and corporate guy um, PR advisor, public consultant, and Van Jones is in there, and Jennifer Granholm is in there, and 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 um, and Anderson Cooper is in there answering to uh, answer on behalf of President Clinton. Good segment, and uh, I'm glad they did it. It's a, it's a question worth worth asking. He's kind of the godfather for modern day misconduct, sexual misconduct. I mean, he was impeached for it. You know, I won't get graphic, but if you're anybody under like 30 and you don't know the details, go ahead and look it up. And 
It was one of the um, groundbreaking uses, uh, early uses of DNA, we'll just say. I, I am dumbfounded by this, Bill. How, how is it that Bill Clinton has not been canceled by the Democratic? How has he survived all of these waves of cancellation when he has been one of the biggest violators of these rules all these years? I mean, we, we talked last night about the use of character. We talked, about, we talked about the Second use of, chance. listen, we talked about the use of character to try to say Donald Trump is a man of low character, Joe Biden is. Okay, fine. Trump is fine. If that's, that's, he's fair game on that. It's totally fine. So you're going to say that. Dan Jones says right there, redemption, redemption. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if Bill Clinton necessarily cleaned up his act. If you hear any of the, and I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to pass along a little uh, whispering that I've heard that at the he has a residence at the Clinton Library in Little Rock and uh, <clears throat> it's the place to be for the uh, swinging set I would uh, is, is the gossip he also supposedly had a girlfriend in Canada a couple years ago as well Bill at least younger Bill uh, liked the ladies I think that's fair to say in one breath and then say Character matters. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Clinton. I mean, does this make sense to anyone? If you want Republicans to vote for Joe Biden, having Bill Clinton talk about character and oh not having drama how, how in the Oval Office, is that the right this? answer? Granholm says, how far back are we going to relitigate this? Well, I don't know. For Brett Kavanaugh, we went back to 1979, I think, or 1982 or whatever it was. How far back? Well, it matters. It depends uh, the utility the Democrats find in it. If it's something that's going to knock one of theirs on out, then they're going to change the parameters of how far back we look. If it's something you can think of a Republican ad with, then if he if he was 16 in 1981, then well, we go that far back. Okay, this has already been asked and answered decades ago. The point is that Bill Clinton is excellent at explaining stuff, especially the things that matter. To oh, that's I see. I see. So if you're using your intern sexually, if you've um, essentially sexually assaulted Kathleen Willie in your Oval Office and, um, you know, ordered a uh, an underling in state politics to uh, pleasure you and, to, you know, very, um, you know, was reputably... I mean, the, the affairs are one thing, but if you look into the running to Broderick stuff, that appears to be straight up... A, violent rape um so i understand that he's a good speaker but it, it shouldn't be a get out of jail free card really for this uh, this sexual criminality that has taken place and that's disgusting that you would say that but at least he was honest you're right he's a good speaker. he's really good at explaining stuff we can't hold him to the same to the same uh level to the same standards as anybody else. He's really good at explaining stuff. So, yes, some women are going to have to pay the price, unfortunately. He's a good explainer. Plus, he's good on women's issues. So, he's going to have to pay the price. Some others won't have to pay the price. Um, But uh, but he's not going to have... Sorry. He's... the Yeah. Some, some men, like Bill Clinton, don't have to pay the price. Some women do have to pay the price because it's about political expediency. And, and you know what? At least she was honest. Everyday people. Like oh, he's excellent jobs. at things. That's Bill true. Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton's administration was an incredible job creator. They did an incredible job at reducing the... So what's a little sexual assault here and there? What's with what's wrong with pushing Kathleen Willie up against the, the desk and forcing yourself upon her, you know? 
Uh, it's just an inconvenience. All right, is that Sap, John Sapachetti? Yes, can you hear me? Sap, you, I've got you in the middle of a segment. You're already live. How are you? Good. I have impeccable timing. You know what happened is I wandered away from my locale. I didn't know we were going to do this this quickly. You know my background is television where everything's really kind of planned out and everything. And I, I keep forgetting that radio and more specifically podcasting is like spur of the moment thing. Like join the podcast. I got to be ready for it. So I've got this new equipment. You know, I've got a lav mic, which hopefully improves my sound. Yeah, but you got called in. You called yeah. in, right? Yes, I called in. Yes, we're working on the next step of technology. Are you? Do, have, you, do you have the option of hitting Google Meets? I don't know yet. The blue I, button? I'm in the market for a new phone. So when so you when you see that invitation, thing. it brings you to a Google screen, and there's a blue button there that says Google Meets. Join Google Meets. Have you tried hitting that blue button? No. No, what I did was I just went to the number no. and then put so the PIN number in. Go out, go out and go hit the invitation again and see if there's a blue button and simply hit that blue button and let's see what happens. Okay, I may disconnect, though. That's okay. So you will disconnect. That's, 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 I want to try this oh. live, Sap. This is important. Okay. Here we're we working John's, on this. John's I think I've hit the wrong thing. He okay, will, let me try it again, Chad. He's going to disconnect, and he'll be calling us right back. John Sapachetti, okay. of course. If you don't know, John Sapachetti is an old friend of mine, and he is... What is he plugging these days? He's got a new podcast. If he, if this, he makes this work, I'll be thrilled. Um, columnist, co-host of Get Off My Lawn podcast with Keegan and Sap, heard on Full Press Radio. That's at Full Press Radio. We'll see. He's attempting to connect. So John, Sap is a a good liberal, and I want to get him on here to see his if we can get his take on such things. And he's not good with technology, so he's got a phone, and you heard him. He's got a new lav mic, and he's got some other stuff, but he's essentially just connected with the phone. So it's great that he's connected with the phone but i need him to connect connect let's see nothing so far nothing so far from sap sap is one of the people who when i was working at the herald who was my tripe buddy we both love tripe tripe italian style tripe you know with beautiful spicy marinara so we go together to restaurants in god there's a great one in in we were at it's called sal's in southie we South Boston. That's where the Herald was. Sap, are you here? Yeah, I tried doing that. And what happened is I, I've got to get a new phone. My phone's about four years old, so I need to upgrade certain things on it. So I was that's not okay, able Sap? to download. Sap, that's but okay. That's- Don't worry about it. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm yes. trying to run you for your slot on the Callahan podcast because if people don't yes. know, Sap was on with a, on the Callahan podcast with me. Was that like at the beginning of the year? And then was was violently banned and shunned. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the gatekeeper, Dave Cullinane, who does hold grudges, or if that's Jerry. But, I mean, do you have an indication as to what happened? I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I think Cullinane likes me, except we disagree on Mike Felger. He hates him. I love him. Although Cullinane could be Mike Felger's younger brother. It kind of looks a little bit like him, which is a compliment. Because Felger's a good-looking dude. I get along great with Jerry. We don't agree on anything, which is cool. But Jerry likes that. Uh, I took my own life into my hands on that Sunday night when we went into town, right? Me, you, and Reamer Mm -hmm. to go on the podcast with Jerry and Dave uh, the night of the Democratic debate between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. I don't remember Turtle Boy being there, but he seems to have taken over that show. Is he on like three times a week? Well, We took our lives into our own hands that night, and he stayed home. Yeah, 
Well, let me. Who stayed home? Turtle Boy. Turtle Boy. Yeah, he didn't show up that night. No, he didn't. But let me tell you something. So about two and a half weeks ago, it was when somebody when schedules would get screwed up or whatever. Dave usually would ask me to do a second show. Right. It was me or Aiden. He would ask to do a second show. Yep. So a few weeks ago, Dave. Who's Aiden? Uh, that's Turtle Boy. Uh, oh, okay. He has ago... more names than you know, like uh, <laughs> friends I grew up with he's in a... Somerville that have like sixteen he's different got a names, lot of... one on each friend. Right. Well, and probably for the same reasons. So. He's um, right. But um, so listen to this. So I said, um, Dave called. I, I had done like Tuesday, and Dave said, "Could you think you could do tomorrow?" We, we, the schedule. Somebody had to cancel, whatever, whatever. And I said, um, yeah, I can do it if you can't find – why don't you ask Sap first? And right. I can do it if Sap can't, then I'll be, yep. you know, happy to do it. And, you know, because I figured it was – yeah, I don't want to get too much of me. And plus, you know, I don't, if I do Tuesday, I've used all my stuff Tuesday. I don't have stuff by Wednesday. I'm the, I'm, I'm an empty vessel. So, and well, I wanted, that's why you got to pace yourself. Right. I know. I can't give them all, all – I can't give them all the gold every time, right? Well, it's like you and I at a buffet, right? We don't pace ourselves. We just go up there and grab the food. Right. And then we've got food coming in 15 minutes, and then we're, you know, need an EMT. <laughs> but here's the thing. So then so then he said, okay, no problem. So then I checked back in with him, and I said, uh, how'd it go um, for tomorrow? Do you still need me? I'm happy to if you do. And he said, no, no, we're all set. And since that time, Sap, he has never yeah. asked me for an extra day again. Which is oh oh yeah, this is like um like a Dick Williams kind of uh baseball coach or uh Belichick really. It's is like, he part Sicilian culinary? I, I wasn't he, aware of that because that's what Sicilian people do. They hold grudges like to the oh death. yeah, oh yeah. So he said with a smile, "Oh, it's no problem." But man, I've been sanctioned as hell. He is the hammer came wow. down on me. Yeah. So you who, no who knows? So you're one day a week. You're one day a week. Mutrin is in the penalty box, apparently, right? Yep, Elba Island. He has been cast out. And... What happened to him? Because I love Mutrin. Because Mutrin and I, we bring more centrist approach. I mean, Scott's more conservative than I am. Like, Reamer's to the far left. You and Turtle Boy are more to the far right. And then me, I'm left of center, and I think Scott's right of center. So you get kind of every lane covered with all of us. So maybe they don't like people that are sensible. And that, that's what Mutrin and I fall into because we've got solutions to all these problems. We don't just sit there and, you know, <laughs> scream out loud like the rest of you guys. Well, uh, wow, Sap. Man, A2, sorry, A2, Sap. John? You are standing up for me and I'm criticizing A2, you. A2, John? Jesus. Son of a <laughs> so he I had... am Roman. I am Roman. So let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Mutrin also, unlike the rest of us, actually has expertise in some fields. You know, he's been a right. college he actually football makes a player. lot of money and he's real good at what he does. He doesn't really need it. Right. No, but so he actually, with the financial stuff, obviously there's been a financial crash. Oh, God, yeah. You know, he is yeah. great, so they could use that stuff. But, yeah, right. no, he's been, it's been vicious. So with Reamer, Reamer, I thought, gave yesterday, I thought he quit on the team. I thought he just. What happened? He just, like, pulled up and, and, and hit the brakes. When Callahan's throwing hot button issues out there, Reamer's just like taking a knee. It's like, why are we talking about that? Why are we talking? I don't want to talk about that. Nobody cares about that. It's, what the hell are you doing, man? You know, we're in well, there. Alex, Mar Alex Marconi Reamer sometimes will get like that, I think. But here's the really? thing. He's been doing overnight for CBS, so maybe he's just a little cranky. Well, I think that's probably what it is because it was, yeah. you know, one of the reasons why people instantly, you know, brought him in is because he'd 
he knew to scrap always and he knew to right. to play always and you know it's a game of you can't have one person playing ping pong you need two people right and uh, so now I think this is your opportunity we got to get you back in the you know okay. in the rotation in generally generally well, f- four days a week anyway so there's an extra day too so it could just be a supplement oh, he's, doing, he's doing five days a week right because he's not taking Fridays off which is great because I think the podcast works better with with five days is have they ever thought about bringing in like three people I know Colin A wants to get involved with it as well but you know maybe Jerry with two other people scrapping and him kind of you know throwing some jabs in there if that might work well but I again their show they do whatever they want so I I don't know I don't know if they like to do that I, I, I just don't know but I can tell you one thing that I think if it were you and Alex, then it would be better because what I found right. is when you're the lone liberal, you tend to be more open minded. And when Very there's much. when there's a couple of you, like I, this happened in Herald Radio when you and I would debate all the time. Me and you we would debate all the time, and it would be fairly civil or at least lighthearted. And then when another liberal jumped on, suddenly you were throwing Chinese stars and the long knives were out, and it was like where all this yep. ammo that you had shelved before has now been employed into the fight. So I think that Well, I get I get turned off with the AOC wing of the party. That's why I'm like still uh miffed at what happened last night at the convention. Now, I know there was a procedural mm-hmm. thing that had to be done that someone had to nominate Bernie Sanders, but are the Democrats that stupid that they picked AOC to nominate Bernie Sanders? I mean, she's a star in the party. She has a cult-like following. Mm-hmm. You would think they could just pick someone less toxic than AOC or or less beloved than AOC. Just pick, like, you know, grilled chicken over salad, that type of person to nominate Bernie Sanders and leave AOC out of it because now her followers may not vote in November. It could cost Joe Biden the election. I mean, this is what happened four years ago when the Bernie bros didn't want to support Hillary Clinton. So the Democrats don't seem to learn from, from history. Yeah. But I'll criticize the far left as much as I'll criticize the far right because the far left, they go into areas that are, are just not doable like the green new deal we're really going to spend 21 trillion dollars on the green new deal it sounds great but it's just not practical that that wing of the party is what should be my part of the party is what is let's be practical here and 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 look if if trump wins in wisconsin michigan pennsylvania Mm -hmm. ohio by a thin margin again and the far left part of the party doesn't come out and and support Joe Biden, then shame on them. You're going to get four more years of Donald Trump. Right, and actually, until today, I had uh, I had Trump just eking out a victory. But you mentioned Ohio, and uh, Ohio was uh, in the middle of the news cycle today. Kaylee, today the president encouraged Americans not to buy Goodyear tires, suggesting that they had a ban on MAGA hats. But it appears that their policy is just a ban on political speech. It's pretty common for most companies. So why is the president retaliating? against a private company for their dress code and potentially jeopardizing American jobs. So Goodyear needs to come out and clarify their policy. There was an image. It's a statement. They failed to clarify. Yes, I did see their statement, which still still failed to failed to clarify their policy. What happened is there was an image that was put out that showed that certain speech was acceptable, Black Lives Matter insignia, for instance, but what was not allowed was Blue Lives Matter. What was not allowed was MAGA hats. Um, What was clearly targeted was a certain ideology. They have not denied 
deny that that image was presented at one of their facilities, and they need to come out. Racial equality, racial justice, that is okay, but not political speech. That's pretty standard across the board right now. That's not that unusual. Did the president even reach out to Goodyear before they, he tweeted? They came out and said equity issues. As far as I'm concerned, Blue Lives Matter is an equity issue. There have been police officers across this country that have been targeted because they wear the badge. Look no further than Dallas, where five police officers died. So Black Lives Matter, an organization whose in their D.C. branch said Black Lives Matter means defund the police, one of their presidents in New York said, we will burn down the system. We all remember in 2015, the yelling of pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon at a Black Lives Matter rally. That speech is allowed, but Blue Lives Matter is not allowed. And I will stand at this podium and say Blue Lives Matter is an equity issue, and, and Goodyear needs to come out and acknowledge it. Well, so let me just address that. The reason he called for the boycott was over MAGA. MAGA is pretty much unanimous with Blue Lives Matter these days. If you've seen the Ohio, that means Sap. That that means that obviously the story will be on on all the cable news channels, including Fox. But it's going to be in every small town paper in Ohio, and every every small market TV station is going to have this story because it's a huge Ohio story. My God, just it, this is his chance. There is a lot to criticize about what's happening with the, with the DNC, with them having Bill Clinton out there last night, and you know some some of the oddness of uh, this uh, ro- uh, the guy who sang the Buffalo Springfield song, you know, celebrating rioters. You know, it like Wise grew up a, a good chunk of the news cycle taking a shot at Goodyear, which is a good company. And yeah, it's not the bright thing to do, but. He, he wants to get in the news cycle, right? So, of course, this week is about the Democratic National Convention, and any way he can get his name in there to kind of get attention away from the Democrats, whether it's good or bad, he looks at it as a positive. And look, it worked for him in 2016, and, and Lord knows it might work for him again in 2020. But it, that just goes back to my whole point. Like, this, this man runs his own campaign. He runs his own White House. He does whatever he wants to do, and, and no one can really tell him what to do, which right. in some ways is refreshing, but in other ways is kind of scary and dangerous. Hey, can you hear me okay, or are you hearing two of me right now? No, I, I hear you perfectly. I, I'm, okay. Again, I'm, I'm wearing a lavalier mic, so I'm, I'm getting up in the world. Once I get my new phone, maybe I can you know break bread and make peace with Cullinane and Callahan. Now, when are they going to get back into their beautiful uh, downtown Boston setting where we went into that yeah. uh, beautiful um, club that's awesome that place the, was it the odyssey club what was it called um i forget what it was but it was it looked like something out of the verse. legacy like, club I I was Le- for, legacy you know, club yeah it was nice the legacy club yeah i was waiting soon for, uh, i assume but i just asked if you heard two of me because i asked if you heard two of me because cullinane has uh accused me of screwing up the sound by adding an echo which I think is me, him throwing me under the bus for his screw up, but he wants Jerry to think it's me. So there's a lot of bad blood happening. There's a lot going on. It's a lot. Well, I mean, apparently, Cullinane is, is he hammered by seven o'clock every night? If you believe his tweets, um, I don't know, but we record in the morning, so he should be pretty much all right. Okay, good. All right, Sap. So another thing, having Bill Clinton uh, speak at the White House, we know his problems with Lewinsky and now it's unbelievable that he did all that stuff in the, in the Oval Office. Lewinsky and all that stuff and uh, Kathleen Willey and... Um, what think, a great multitasker though, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean he, he didn't accept like he Arafat's... He didn't accept Arafat's phone call or kept him waiting in the lobby while he and Lewinsky uh, <laughs> were having... Well, you, you, 
Yeah, you remember the story that he was on the tarmac and the, the flight was delayed three or four hours because Sharon Stone was on Air Force One. Is I mean, he true. He could multitask. I, I, look, I'm of the belief that in my lifetime, again, I was born in April 1963, so you know JFK was president when I was born. So from JFK on, I think he's the greatest president of this era. I really do because you look at his eight years; the economy was really solid. We weren't at war with people. Other countries liked and respected us. Look, the man could multitask, uh, which is, is pretty amazing. Um, he also had the ability to be a micromanager and a macro manager, which is nearly impossible to pull off. It almost doesn't make sense. Um, I would have him speak. I think he's still fairly popular, don't you think, with the Democratic base? Yeah, I guess so. But what about Me Too? I think, you know, Al Franken is still, you know, in exile somewhere. In, I mean, Clinton did much worse stuff than him. How come some people... Well, we just played audio. I don't know if you heard it, but we played audio, and it's funny. Well, the GOP guy and the CNN panel said, you know, why is this guy not canceled? Why is this guy not canceled? And Van Jones said, well, you know, he came to terms, and he and he was, uh, you know, he came clean about it and changed his life, whatever. And, uh, and you know, it was about forgiveness. Then Jennifer Granholm came on and essentially said, because he's a really good speaker and can, and can explain policy better than anybody. And like that was, can, yeah. that was honest of her to say, but does that excuse you from the bad behavior? Does that give you a get out of uh, cancellation free card? Well, yeah, but who won the election in 2016? A guy that we'll all kind of admit isn't the perfect man, right? And Donald mm-hmm. Trump. I mean, he had his skeletons in his closet as well. Uh, I think people are over that. There was a time where if you had been divorced, you could not run for president. Now we have a president who's been divorced twice, is on his third wife, Ronald Reagan. Uh, had been divorced and, and remarried before he got to the White House. Right. So I think that part of it is over with. I mean, look, in my lifetime, the best human being that was president was probably Jimmy Carter, who was the least effective president. So I think people are past that at this point. And Bill Clinton could probably get reelected today if he ran. Well, I, I, I mean, he's, he's maybe missing. I'm living in the past, yeah. but I, I think that there's still enough people out there that think that this guy was was a, a fantastic president. I know your side of the aisle despises the Clintons. I get that. But I think when he was president, things were going pretty well for, for eight years. Well, I do think that the the uh, obstruction of justice stuff in the Arkansas court, sure. is, is, it's, a bad, it's a bad look. And I would say he should have probably taken that shot at bin Laden when he had the chance. You know, he was happy to throw cruise missiles all over the Middle East when uh, Ken Starr was on his tail. But... Uh, uh, and I would also say that Bill Gates had a lot to do with the 90s being a huge success. But he, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the dot-com era was, was fantastic. But we weren't at war. Um, you know, we were balancing budgets. Which well, is that is true. That, Those days are over. Yeah, there was no time. Way about over, that. yeah. Well, yeah. And there's no, I mean, no, there's no party to protect uh, no one our cares. fiscal discipline. No, no one cares because, I no. mean, how much is this coronavirus going to cost us when it gets to the national debt? You know, it's going to be six, seven trillion dollars. Endless wars, you know, several trillion dollars. Right. I mean, when Bill Clinton left the White House, we were headed in getting, you know, uh, becoming debt free, which is pretty amazing. And, and that's never going to happen in our lifetime. We'll, oh, no. We'll be uh, ringing up, you know, $30 trillion by the time uh, we get to the next five or six years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you just take away a lot of those other things, uh, which it's, it's not that easy to take away, mm-hmm. but as a president, his performance was really good. But you're right. I mean, the economy was great. It was almost like, in a sense, the 50s, you know, mm-hmm. like w- the 50s was a really good time, uh, of course, unless you were a woman, black or gay. But, uh, you know, for for white America, it was a pretty happy-go-lucky yeah, time. Yeah, it was good for us, Sap. We'll say that I, I was a great president, but it was also, 
the era we were living in. We had we had just won World War Two. The economy was was pretty fruitful, and and you know it was you know uh, everything seemed to be leave it to Beaver. Father knows best to made into real life. Well, I mean, there were things going on. You had the Red Scare in the fifties. Sure. I don't know how late it was. Korea all done by the fifties, or was it? Uh, no, was... no. But I mean, that was a, that's the war that we just. That's kind of like the forgotten war. It's almost like the middle child war. Like World War II was this huge celebration. We kicked the Nazis' ass. Vietnam was a disaster. And Korea in the middle, people don't really seem to get involved with all that much. It's kind of the uh, Jan Brady of wars. <laughs> so, uh, what I'm is... not good enough to be on Jerry's podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, the, well, the, I mean, the ch- can oh, it's really type wind- of humor. It's really me. windy out right now. Well, that's, I mean, that's the challenge. What kind of answer is that? It's windy out right now. Wow, what a version that was. This is all I have. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just looked up. You basically shunned me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do have that coming for the vicious shot you gave me earlier in this segment. But um, I love you. You know that. Well, I miss you. We haven't seen each other in months, and hopefully soon enough we'll have tripe. In fact, I visited my brother in New Hampshire couple weeks ago when he made tripe it was delicious Ugh. so the next time i go up he makes it i'm gonna get you a big big container of it to bring back because i know you love it yeah you know it's funny because you're the only person i really was comfortable eating in front of you know it was maybe oh, it was yeah, we, yeah we were both fats now you're thin and i'm much more fat but no, but uh thin, it, but and there was no there. it was there was no judgment you know we we celebrated no. our excesses with each other and it was uh, I missed those days. Oh, by the way, I, by the way, I talked to Jack Incarnacio recently. And oh, good. How's he, Jack doing? Good, One of my favorite his, people with Harold. Gives his regards and wants to uh, pop in for some more tripe in the North End. I think it'd be a good idea. That should be uh, doable by what twenty twenty two. By the time we Oops. get through this virus, although I'm just thinking Somerville is actually the place we can't enter till twenty twenty two because my uh, <laughs> my good friend Joe Curtis Stone's got that city in lockdown. How beautiful is he? How great is he's he? Awesome. He should have a podcast. Oh, Oh, he's the best. He's, he, he's Trump to the left. He's oh, the left version of Trump. Like he's just totally. loves the attention, and he's great at it. Totally, totally. He enjoys the hate too, so he doesn't care. Oh, yeah. He is. He's in, but he, oh, totally accessible. He, you know, he's willing to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, yep. that's so. Sep, right now, you know, my feeling was, and I, this Goodyear thing bothers me. My feeling was the last few weeks have been good for trump people have seen these visuals of riots happening and disorder people know that even though people know that trump doesn't like covid he doesn't like lockdowns he doesn't like that it's an inconvenience for him yeah right he doesn't like it and so i think people some voters in the middle say i want to go with a guy who wants to get us out out of masks and back on the street sure and biden says you know i want everybody who goes outside to wear a mask every american must wear a mask. Yep. I think if you're in those those cities, uh, you know, in like in, in you know in uh, in Wisconsin and in Michigan, or whatever, and you're a yep. working person, you say, "Man, I wish this could be like it used to be back in January, when I could yep. I, when I refied my mortgage, when I got a raise, my country, my company gave us bonuses, things were yep. so good, and the stock market was through the roof, which meant my 401k was good, and there was no right. COVID, and there was no whatever." And I think people can look back, some voters, and say, "I want it to be last January." Now there are some voters. Oh sure. There are some voters who will say, "I want it to be January of 2015, back when there was no drama and Obama was president," and that's right. true. But but so the drama you get the drama with Trump, 
but you had incredible prosperity and incredibly low mm-hmm. unemployment. And like compared to the Trump Below 4%, drama, which is almost impossible, right? And but and, and also, isn't the Trump drama now a thing of the past compared to we've been we've got a world pandemic and riots in the streets? Who cares about right. somebody who, te- who who tweets like an idiot? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, there's, there's, as uh, what was it, the Joker? said in Batman, I've got bigger fish to fry, like more serious issues than what he's tweeting at three o'clock in the morning. Right. But I, I look at this as in, in a sense, too, you could almost say that Trump's running against Obama as, as much as he's running against Biden, because Biden's going to try to ride the coattails of Obama. That's I was, why I was a little surprised that Biden didn't select Susan Rice as his running mate. That would have been mm-hmm. a real, you know, solid ode to Obama. But I think she had enough baggage that Kamala Harris was the wise choice, kind of a safe choice. Um, so I wasn't surprised that he went with Kamala Harris. But, uh, yeah, you're right. And, and again, I keep plugging this column that I'm working on. It seems like I've been working on it longer than the script for uh, the movie Tootsie. But it's um, it's kind of detailing what's going on in those Midwestern states. They want college football, right, in Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. They're not going to get it. And they're going to blame the Democrats for that because the president's out there saying, I want to see the college football players out there in the fall, and they're not going to be out there. So two-thirds of undecided voters in those states, that could be a huge issue in those states. That could swing the election to Trump. So Trump might benefit if another conference cancels college football. Now, the other conference that already canceled it, the Pac-12, which is you know California, Oregon, Washington, the only swing state there is, is Arizona. So that's not a big deal. But if the SEC or the Big 12 or the ACC cancels its season, you're going to get into a lot of those swing states like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Missouri. Um, Trump would benefit if college football is canceled this year because all those fans in those states that, that don't really follow politics like we do right. will look at it that, damn, I can't watch my college football on Saturday. That's the Democrats' fault, and I'm going to vote for Trump. I, we've seen crazier things happen like Donald Trump winning the presidency. So, I mean, anything mm-hmm. is possible, and, and one issue just like that could sway the election. It's going to be a close election, Chad. You yeah. know that. We're going to, that's not going to be decided, I think, for Lord knows a week. Or, oh, oh, maybe totally. even longer. We could have a, a revisit of 2000 um, where it took a month to I, certify the election. I think that's. I think it's possible. Of course it won't, it Absolutely. won't be easy. Or, like, I would like it <clears> – I want either, either you can have Trump get blown out or Trump win the election by 10 p.m., I would prefer that. I don't want the stuff. I don't want the drama, but I think you're right. And also, back to the, those co- college towns. Um, yep. the, the, those that also those football games also mean revenue for businesses. Oh, and absolutely. Other, other attractions and businesses throughout the state too, because people are getting yep. takeout. People are doing this and that. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's and and then this is something that I think the Democrats aren't understanding. That this lockdown is destroying people, people's businesses, right. and that they've worked enslaved over. You've been a small business owner. It's tough enough when times are good, and to have this happen now in your yep. livelihoods. And it used to like four months ago, maybe you had to cancel the family vacation. Well, now you're looking at different colleges for your kids. Now maybe the exactly. you know, the wife has to work. Like in my family now, my wife is working. You know, overnight yep. sap. You know and. Like things, and it, it changes but your you've life. You've got four young kids still, so yes. I mean, imagine putting three of those kids in daycare, or at least two of them in daycare. And right now, you can't go to school, so you'd have to do something with all four of them. I mean, what you you'd go broke doing that. You'd be better yes. off, you know, quitting your job because you may not make enough to put four kids into daycare. So yeah, no, businesses have been affected without question. Um, 
especially restaurants. And I really feel bad because I had a small restaurant. I probably would have been okay because I was able to do takeout. It was breakfast. It was kind of, you know, very small place. But imagine being a restaurant owner that opened two years ago that still has an incredible amount of debt service mm-hmm. that, quite frankly, you can't pay because you just don't have business. And now you can have 40 or 50% capacity. That's not enough. You know, you have to turn those tables, you know, four or five times a night. And that's, that's really almost impossible in fine dining. In fact, it is impossible. Yeah. I mean, Cheers and Faneuil Hall just closed. That's a amazing. Big yeah. All those, all those beautiful, uh, the, those old towny kind of places in Central Square and Cambridge, yep. gone. I mean, so many places. I mean, if you and I walk down the street, you know, in Newbury Street or Boylston Street, actually, more likely, in Boston, it's going to look, look different than it did a year ago. I mean. Oh, yeah. Faneuil Hall. I was down sat- there about two weeks ago, and I'm like, these stores closed? <laughs> really? Like, you know, what are we to do now? And then just think of all the people that lost jobs, and, and we know how much that impacts a region. And you were right, Tom, in saying the college towns, you know, when they draw 108,000 people in Ann Arbor on a Saturday, that's big business for a lot of the small businesses in Ann Arbor, even if it's only six or seven times a year. And and that's gone. I remember Penn State seven, well, almost 10 years ago when they were thinking of giving Penn State's football team the death penalty after what happened with Jerry Sandusky and Joe Paterno, just nauseating story. I'm like, well, you're going to do that. You're going to punish a lot of people that still benefit from Penn State football, you know, give it sanctions, don't let it go to bowls, whatever the case may be, but you still need to have people in the stadium because that impacts businesses in the area. And um, it's just, it's just unfortunate. But again, you kind of have to weigh public safety with this. Um, And this is where I get really frustrated, Tom, because I've got like one friend on one side who's far to the left who thinks this is the worst thing ever and that you shouldn't leave your bedroom. And then I've got another friend on the right who thinks it's a hoax. And I, I get messages <laughs> from both of them, and it's frustrating because I'm somewhere in the middle there saying, yes, this is an issue. This is a major problem. We've got to be careful, but we also can't just hang out in our bedrooms all day. We've got to get out um, you know, and, and trust the process. Uh, you know, Wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance, all that stuff. I take vitamins. I'm trying to eat better. I pick and choose what restaurants I go to. I want to make sure that they're you know, clean and, and, and abiding by the law, but I'm not going to stay in my room because what's the point of living at that point? Right. Well, and also, the, and it's because it's a political year and just because it's 2020, unfortunately, a lot of people resent the entire inconvenience now because they've been lied to. Because Fauci got out right. there and said, originally said, no, no, don't go get masks. You know, don't get masks because you can't have masks. I mean, because with medical right. people need them. No, he said, don't get masks because they're not effective. And then he said, after right. that, go ahead and get masks. You definitely need to because they will save lives. We had to lie right. to you because we didn't want you to hoard them. It's like, well, what do you mean then? A lot of us got the disease, disease according to you because you lied to us. And then right. and then people are watching their livelihoods go away and they're getting yelled at for being in the in the you know, those people in the, who were in the water. I forgot what the what the place is called, uh like three and a half months ago, a bunch of people drinking beers in the in the water somewhere. The Ozarks yep. or whatever. And right. then and then it being castigated and yelled at for being on beaches in Florida, and then suddenly everybody's celebrating all of the protests and riots. Like, yeah, right. this is important. Right. It's, it's yeah. important. No, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree, hundred percent. Like, if okay, we've got to socially distance. We can't have mass gatherings, but for some reason we can have mass gatherings to protest. And look, I'm all for protests, but you know, you've got to be fair and consistent with this. And, and by the way, we should never look to the Ozarks 
um, to, to you know set the standard for us. I think we're a little bit beyond that, but I get your point. elitism, Seth. Jeez, it must be nice <laughs> to live on a, a seaside uh, estate where you live, much like Thomas yep. Magnum. You're the Thomas Magnum of Winthrop, uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> Except I don't drive. Ah, good point. And he definitely drove. <laughs> I'm, I'm Magnum PI. I take Uber. <laughs> so, Sap, so um, why don't you um, handicap the presidential race for us right now? I think Biden's going to win. I'm, I'm going to say 320 to 218. I, still, I think that people that didn't vote for Trump in 2016 certainly aren't going to vote for him now. I think some of his supporters have left them. And if they just hide Biden enough and let Kamala Harris almost be the lead in this, because I think she's good at it, that Biden will win. But it's going to be a close election, and a lot of those swing states are going to be close. And I think there's going to be a long, drawn-out process that we may not know who the president mm-hmm. is till Thanksgiving. That could be the case. And I've also always maintained that if it's really that close, Trump's not going to leave easily. You know, he's going to put up a fight. So what does he have to lose? This is his brand, right? Um <laughs> Seriously, I, I can see them, you know, escorting him out of the White House uh, at some point because he just doesn't want to leave and he doesn't think the election's real. It's fake news. And, you know, his supporters, the Biden ones, are going to be right there with him. They'll march to Washington to support him. I mean, I could see that playing out. I've been saying that for years. Why would it change now? Because the Democrats have come up with a, a horrible candidate. They really have come up with a terrible candidate. And Joe Biden, God bless him, you know, eight, 12 years ago, I think he would have been a fine candidate. He's kind of a moderate Democrat kind of like what I am, but he's obviously lost his fastball. Yeah, no and, doubt. And we're also going to have to see what happens with these debates, Shattuck. I and mean, does if he Kamala... falls asleep and, and looks completely overmatched in these debates, people are going to look and say, I don't know. You, I mean, you were very young at the time. 1980, the debate uh, with Carter and Reagan, that election was looking like a close election. They had a debate, and Reagan just looked so strong and virile and, you know, handsome and, you know, masculine. And I'm getting a little carried away here, but Jimmy Carter looked exhausted and overwhelmed by the process. And at the end of the debate, Reagan walked over, shook his hand, and he looked at it and said, wow, Reagan's like six, one and a half. He had a chest out. uh, And Carter just looked like he was exhausted. And that kind of swung the election. That could happen again. If if Biden shows up wearing a mask at the debate and Trump's, you know, Trump, it it could sway enough of those voters who say, yeah, we like Joe Biden a lot because he is a likable guy. But. I don't know if you want to put a 78-year-old man in the White House. They'll take the 74-year-old instead, who, who seems to at least have a lot of energy still. Yeah, it wasn't that that Reagan year in '80. There was just one debate, right? I think it was just one debate. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, it was, and believe it or not, Chad, that was my senior year of high school. I was a huge mm-hmm. Reagan supporter. I, I was Alex Keaton from uh, Family Ties before it was fashionable to be Alex Keaton in Family Ties. Back in 1980, I loved Reagan. And then when I went to college, I kind of went the other direction, and I haven't returned to your side since. It's funny, Sap. Like, we went to referencing an event from 40 years ago by then yes. referencing a show from 35 years ago as if it was a modern, contemporary thing to to make it easier yeah. for our audience to understand. I do that all the time. Well, that should fit in with Jerry, though, because Jerry's favorite comedy of all time is All in the Family which was, you know, 45, 50 years ago. Yep. So I should fit in with Jerry. We're old guys that, uh, you know, have these old references. Maybe. I, I got to get on the blower with Jerry and Cullinane and, and get my ass back in there. 
I agree. You deserve a shot, but Cullinane, you know, uh, he's got a he's a guy who's he's into a lot of action. There's a lot of stuff going on, yep. a lot of pokes in the fire with Cullinane. So who knows what yep. grift is happening at any given given moment? But then again, Sap, you're a man known to get things, so maybe you guys could work together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm gonna have to come up with some of the boys from Somerville and, and throw my weight around. <laughs> Although those guys don't exist anymore, so I probably shouldn't go there. Well, they never did. They never did. I don't away. know what you're talking about. They never did. There's uh, waste disposal, <laughs> no. waste management is what was happening. It was all That's above right. board. Yep, exactly. Yep. I have no trucking, problem with anybody. Trucking companies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sap. So um, hold on one second. Stay there, Sap. There you go. John Sapachetti. John, no, I'm looking you up on Twitter. John Sapachetti. It's at John Sap25, J-O-H-N Sap25. Thankfully, he's got the H in there. I don't know what gives with people without the H. And that's on Twitter. He's a columnist. You'll find his work in the Little Sun very soon. And co-host of the Get Off My Lawn podcast with Keegan and Sap. Is that still true? Yeah, because Tom's no longer at the Herald, so we're starting up a podcast on full press coverage. Uh, which is going to be fun, and, and I'm the opposite of get off my lawn. I'm the 57-year-old who loves millennials and loves modern athletes, so we'll have some fun with that and, and kind of have more historical context and podcasts. Look, there's 850,000 podcasts in this country right now, which is just amazing, um, and, and everybody wants to have that hot take that took place you know, 10 seconds ago. Our podcast is going to be a little bit more reflective, so I look forward to that with Tom Keegan, who's a, just a great guy. So, yeah, I'm having fun with that, and I'm supposed to be doing an NBA podcast with Jet Stryer if he ever gets off his butt uh, and, and start doing that because, you know, they are in the middle of the NBA playoffs, so we don't have a lot of time to catch up on stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm having fun and, and uh, love reading your stuff and, and following you. And, again, we got to get together for Tripe real soon. I know, when somebody lets us. Yeah, Stryer's not going to do anything to Sap. He's got money. If you're young, he and does. Young. He's building a studio in Brookline for like a year and a half. They <laughs> built the Empire State Building quicker than he built a studio in Braintree. Man, it's, but wouldn't it be nice to have money? All you and I ever wanted was enough money to eat out every day. You know, we don't ask for much. Oh yeah, simple, simple. <sighs> Pay your bill, enough money to go to a restaurant, and not have to look at the price on the menu. All That's right, John Sapachetti. Sap, God bless you. I appreciate it, my friend. And uh, all right, we'll make sure that Cullinane and Jerry hear this. And, uh, okay. you know, maybe we can finally, uh, you know, get you your proper place in the Jerry Callahan podcast. And I got to work on technology because that might be an impediment. Uh, is that a word, impediment? It's close. Yeah. What is the word I'm looking it's for? It's impediment, but you a can say impediment. It, it seems sounds more effete the way you said it. Yes. I like, I'll just use roadblock. That's more of a sum of a word anyway. Um, yeah. So once I get that technology fig- figured out, uh, maybe we can do uh, – something with Jerry and Dave and, and, and do it the way everybody else is doing it. Although I can't wait till they get back to the legacy club. Cause that place is absolutely beautiful. I know there's a stove there too, Sap. We could bring some ingredients oh, and uh, rock and roll. I can make breakfast for you guys. Oh, wonderful. All right, Sap. See you later, man. Thanks, Mr. Shattuck. Thanks. All right. That was John Sapachetti. You should follow Sap on, on Twitter. You see, he's just too civil. That's his problem. You know, He's a good guy. I'm glad he joined me, though. He's good to talk to. An easy guy to talk to. You know, we've all got those uh, folks in our lives who are easy to talk to. Now, there's something. Um, what's going on in my house? I heard kids. You, maybe you heard them, too, screaming all through this stuff. So I'm going to check on them. There just wasn't a much, a lot of um, 
DNC audio and and stuff to go through today and stories. There was one no the the Goodyear story. You know I I think the president shouldn't be telling, shouldn't be boycotting American companies. I think that's a mistake. I've gotten no, I've heard a lot of you on Twitter are don't agree with me and you are coming back at me saying this is bold. Maybe a con- a company should uh, think before it uh, it acts a certain way and uh, and it has certain rules and that I understand and I think that it was BS what they did saying no MAGA stuff and that and that is BS and and I but in that so I feel that if you have a problem with them I have no problem with that then don't use Goodyear boycott or don't just don't use Goodyear if you don't want to use Goodyear I, I mean I don't think I I use we always buy cheap tires so I don't even know what you know if they're made in like Austro Hungary or something I don't know but but I have no problem with citizens deciding whatever they want to do I just don't like the president of the United States telling people to use one company over another, especially an American company. we got enough problems here with the job losses in the economy now. So I do not like that stuff. I appreciate your feedback on Twitter. I've read all this, all of it, and I, I, I like your passion. I think that uh, that it's right to say, hey, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. You know, these guys just went after Mike Lindell, uh, but that wasn't the president going after Lindell, although he did, <laughs> he did give him props. This is a pro- this is a pro-business president. I think that he should do what he can to refrain from flaming an American business on Twitter, especially when the days are ticking away until the election. Come on, let's get on the ball. All right. Hey, thanks so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. Please leave a uh, rating, unless you think it sucks, in which case, please don't leave a rating because uh, – does nobody any good i hope things are well for you i hope you financially recover soon and life gets back to uh, to the former uh, level it was of happiness i'll promise i'll try to learn to speak next time i see you thank you say la vie imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.